0: We're back, second hour, conservative daily Co- podcast, 888-441-1121 is our number. Really powerful interview. Lots of people in the comment section, Joe, saying that that was one of our best interviews yet. Um, what, what do you think of Arthur?
1: I think he's amazing. I think he's courageous. I think he represents everything that we should be. And And I wanna go into this a little further, right? And that is, you know, I talk a lot about courage. Matter of fact, we have these FEC United meetings. And guys, it's really important for you to know that FEC United is actually going across the country. I know Facebook blocks you from actually putting up FECUnited.com. They actually won't let us share the fact that we're bringing communities together. What does that tell you about big tech? But we're growing across the country. And at every FEC United meeting, we had one on Thursday, there was 300 people there right? We have had no less than 250 people at every meeting we've had. And we have them, I think, two or three times a week. We're expanding them to different areas. Uh, we have one that we're actually launching in, in uh, Utah, one in California. I'm actually next month going to speak to 2,800 people that are going to be c- collected in one area. But, um, you know, the things that we talk about in those meetings make people feel uncomfortable. They don't leave that meeting feeling like, ah, you know, this is, this made me feel good. They leave that meeting with, I'm being told that I have to do something. I have to put one foot in front of the other. I've gotta be courageous. I've gotta be able to stand up. I've gotta be able to call the left what they are, and the left are liars. I've gotta be able to talk about the things that they represent and the fact that they're trying to strip opportunity from society, that they're taking God out of everything that we do. I've gotta be able to talk about those things. And so when I get up there and speak, I never speak about, oh, things are great and just run out there and it's abundant. I talk about sacrifice. Are you willing to put up the sacrifice? Are you willing to do the things that are necessary in order to drive people, drive people towards a side that gives us back Jesus in our society? And I, and I, and I, frankly, I'm willing to make, I've made that sacrifice. I make that sacrifice every single day. Right. And, and so listening to him, the alignment that I have, it's almost as if I just probably need to go up to Calgary and sit down in his congregation and. And, and take a couple of lessons from him because he is an amazing man. He is an amazing man of, and he said something, he said over 60 times in the Bible, it says, fear not. Yet, what are they doing in our society? They're pushing us towards fear. They're telling us to fear something we cannot even see. Yet, they're telling us to believe or not to believe in something they say we can't see. Think about that. You need to actually be afraid of a virus, but you, you know what? You can't believe, you'll believe all that which can't believe in God. Oh, you can't see God. Well, I can see God. I can see God in everything that I see around me. But they want us to fear things that we cannot see. They they use racism and and big all the things that exist. Look, bad things exist. People also stab people and shoot people and do bad things to people all the time. But you know what they told us that we should absolutely 100% believe in? Government. What, man? They want us to believe in government. They want, they basically are telling us that the government knows what, we know what we're doing. Just trust us. When has the government ever been someone that you can trust? And how do you take a man, by the way, that is Polish, and if you go back in history, many, 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 many millions of Polish people were killed during World War II, slaughtered in the street, indiscriminately pulled out of their homes, had to hide while well, they fought for their freedoms. And people in this country, you've just, you're have just you too far removed. You spent too much time in the 70s fighting against people that went over to Vietnam because you're like, oh, we don't wanna to go to war. As you cowered yourself, cower down and say, but I can't go fight for anything. I'm willing to stand up here and say peace, love and happiness because that's what the world, that's what makes the world go round. And then we see it in every community, defund the police, take away accountability, Get rid of mathematics, it's all racist. If you don't realize what's happening in our society, the one thing I can say is that Pastor uh, Pawlowski, he is actually speaking truth, yet it made some of you uncomfortable. I saw some of the comments, people are uncomfortable with what was said. Be uncomfortable. We're gonna continue to have the conversations about things that are real, that are in front of us. You might not like it, you might not like it, but I promise you it'll be truth. And I promise you another thing is that I'm gonna come out and scream and yell and get upset over things. And you can say, Joe, you need to calm down a little bit. I'm never going to calm down a little bit. I'm not. I'm going to talk directly to you and say, look, if you want, if you want, just make it, oh, let's just kumbaya. And oh, it's wrong. We just, but what can we do? I'm not that guy. I'm not the guy. You're listening to the wrong guy. I'm not that guy. And I'm never going to get to the point where I don't speak of things that are true. Pedophiles, rapists, closet racists, add in the fact that they're liars. I'm going to call the left exactly what they are. Ooh. Ooh, don't do that. Don't hold them accountable. I'm going to hold them accountable. Just as this pastor kicked them out, I will always tell you that we have to kick out the evil. We have to be able to call evil what it is evil. And if we're not willing to do that, then, then frankly, you're just, you're existing. You're not living. You're not living. And this life, this test that you have of the character of you as a human being, you will fail it. You will fail it. And you won't even know you failed it until after you died.
0: So, Uh, Arthur said that he hasn't even gotten a call from anyone in Alberta, and that was a a, kind of a jab at the Grace Life Church in Alberta, Canada, because they had police put up not one, but two different levels of fencing around the church to block people from getting in. So that was kind of a, a jab at the Grace Life Church that even they aren't calling him. Let's play this as cut two. This is what it looks like or looked like. Outside of grace life as the police were blocking people from going in let's play cut two. So you see they've set up a bunch of cars, they've set up multiple different Layers at least two layers of chain link fence to block people from entering all because people wanted to go to church So you you think that this is a this is a SWAT showdown, but no, this is just what the government is doing to close the church Let's take this down This is what it looked like the first Sunday after they put up the fences. Let's play cut number three. So the church, the parishioners, tore down the fences. They tore it down. We can cut it there. Just wanted to show you that happened. Unfortunately, the police responded with much more force than than Mr. Pavlovsky experienced. This is what the police showdown looked like. Let's go to cut four. Now the shock troopers. Literally shock troopers. Yeah, they're right. Getting ready to gas them. They have gas masks, so they're getting ready for uh, pepper spray. protection from churches. 200 cops Communists and Nazis need to be protected from churches They're on the wrong side. The police were at close to two So what happened, Joe, and this is really sad. Yeah, they the parishioners tore it down, but once the police showed up, there were actually parishioners who helped the police put the fence back up. What? Why? So there, there were parishioners who tore it down in anger, and there were other people there who realized that the police were cracking down, and there were members of the church protesters who actually helped the police put the fence back up. We talk about the weakness within the church we talk about the weakness within congregations within clergy i cannot think of anything weaker than people who have just torn down a fence blocking them from going to to their sunday service voluntarily helping police put it back up i can't think of anything weaker than that can you
1: no no but i also think that that people are conditioned that's why education has turned into we had that woman that was on here i can't remember her name but she was an educator from from Pennsylvania, she um or from New York. Tag Luxick. Pe- yeah. She actually said that we're being they're being trained. The kids are being trained. They're not being taught. They're not being taught to think for themselves. That should be the motto of every school in the United States. See, I th- I believe that during the early 80s and 90s, we told kids you can be anything you want. And then we took education process through that and said, Oh, we're actually raising up people that are actually becoming creating opportunity for themselves. We have to stop that. So then they were said, no, 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 you can't do be anything that you want. And then we started pulling things out of the schools, pulled down, uh, sports and we pulled out, and they're bad. Sports are now bad. You can't compete. first place is bad. Second place is bad. Everyone gets an award. And then we started set, taking the other things away from like shop and, and all these other extracurricular activities for kids in school and made it almost impossible for them to think for themselves. And then we changed math and then we changed science. And then we changed the fact that you're taught how to write cursive. Kids today are not taught how to write cursive. They're not even taught how to write. They're being taught on a computer. There are schools that have classical traditional education, and they're bringing back the pen and paper, the pencil and paper. They're bringing back the things that are most fundamentally necessary for a kid to actually have a a clear grasp on what the future can hold for himself. But they took it away from us, and we let them. And in church, we let them. We let them do these things and then we demonize the very people that are standing up against this tyranny and we let the, the media and everyone else call them crazy. Oh, homeschoolers. Oh, I can't believe that you would homeschool your kid. Why not? You're not teaching kids in public school what they need to learn. You're indoctrinating them. And here, here's, here's something yeah. you should know, Max. There, And I said a little bit about this before. There is a young girl, 14 years old, had a conversation, goes to, to um, Regis, Jesuit. Regis is a high school here, right? She's in ninth grade, right? This little girl was on a video with a friend, was describing another event and used the N-word in describing what happened. That student took that, cut off the ends of that video, sent it out to everyone, and the world exploded here. And Regis decided to attack her and attack the people around her, watching her get bullied, a ninth grader, bullied over saying the N-word. And look, I don't, I do not condone it. I don't condone it at all. What I condone is that you have a faith-based high school. People pay twenty-five thousand dollars a year to go to that school. Twenty-five grand. Now my kids went to a, another Christian school here, right? Valor Christian. It's called the Harvard of high schools in Colorado, right? Didn't go to, didn't go to Regis because I saw that there was this indoctrination there was this thing happening in their school that was disgusting it was disgusting they take out simple terms like jesus out of theological study program in the school and call themselves a jesuit school that is what happens when you let the left infiltrate you know an ethical standard you let them infiltrate moral standards that's what you get you get exactly what you get This, you got what you asked for because you did not, or were not willing to stand up. But people are conditioned to this. Courage is something they took out of us. They took it away from us. And those that are courageous, man, we're just trying to help people find, find their Zen, find that thing in them that allows for them to realize that it might hurt. You might have to make a sacrifice, but at least stand up to these bullies. And we're talking about what's happening in Minnesota, they're trying to influence the outcome yeah. fully of a trial. They're saying that, you know what? It doesn't matter what truth is. Truth doesn't matter to us. The only thing that matters is that we get our pound of flesh and we get what we want. And they're willing to destroy anyone that stands in their way. That is communist. That is evil. That is the devil. That is the wolf in sheep's clothing bringing the other sheep to slaughter and we're letting it happen. We should, we should, we should break their spirit. That's what we should be doing. We should break their spirit, but police are being taught that. Oh, let them just talk. It's what, it's what we're supposed to do in a democracy. We're not a democracy. And we forget about those things. We forget about the fact that we're willing to take all the sacrifices been made for decades, hundreds of years before today and throw it out the window and let all of that blood be spilled in vain all to support these little snowflake little crap bags that are out there. These leftists, these radicals, these terrorists. Let's call them what they are. They're terrorists. We're willing to let it happen though. I'm, I'm just, I'm yeah. beside myself that we're even having to have this conversation. I'm beside myself that leftists can use this propaganda, these lies, AOC, she's trash. She's complete and utter trash, CCP trash. But we let it happen. Well, we're not willing to stand up. We're not willing to take the fight to them. We're not willing to do the things that are necessary, not willing to get a bloody lip, not willing to get punched, not willing to let them attack us. I'm, bring it, I don't care, bring it. That's what we should be saying.
0: Yeah, well, Joe said trash. So you know what that means? That means we have our synonym of the day. It's sewerage, sewerage as in sewage sludge. Hashtag the left are sewerage. Yeah, I could have just said sewage, but I like sewerage a little bit better. Yeah. Hashtag the left or sewerage.
1: Yeah, it, it is. Like, like, I think I, I hammer it home every single time I have a meeting, every single time I talk to someone, I'm like, listen, man, think for yourself. If you think for yourself, you cannot align with the leftist radicals. You can't. You literally cannot. And by the way, your arguments become much more pronounced. They become very educated. They become very fluid. It becomes easy to actually defend your position if you educate yourself, it becomes easy. It's no longer talking points. If all you see come out of your mouth are talking points, I promise you, you're on the wrong side of history. You're you're on you're on the wrong side. You're on the wrong side. Well, uh, well, you know, you guys don't believe in the earth is that that they that, that 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 we are in that we have a a problem with uh, what's it called global warming, and and I will, and I will say to that because I have a more educated argument. I was like, you know what? I probably don't believe in global warming, but here's what I do believe in. I believe that you should leave a place in a better place than you actually got there. I believe that you should be socially conscious about what's happening in your environment. Those are all good things about being good stewards, just like you're a good steward of your home, just like you're a good steward of money that is afforded to you through your education and or through your job. I believe in being a good steward of my surrounding, taking care of my house, making sure that I actually maintain that which has been given to me or i've been blessed with does that mean that we have a difference of opinion on global warming yeah because you're talking talking points there's nothing behind it there's no substance behind it everything that you say can be disputed with a chasm that has grown between science science is no longer science it's whatever i say that's what you have to believe it's indoctrination it's not supported by fact and yet you say it's supported by fact and i go well which fact well, this doctor, scientist said this. And I would say, okay, well, let's look at the facts. Let's go look at it. And that's the problem with the left is that they don't have facts. They ignore facts. Facts don't matter. And it's up to you and me and everyone else to stand up and say, finally, hey, look, I understand. But let's have a conversation based upon thinking for yourself. Do your own research, but you're too lazy. And that's the problem we have, Max. Is that the left is lazy the left is trash the left is everything they say they're fighting against they have used propaganda sewage
0: i like sewage because it also means they're scum when you start talking about sewage that's beyond trash that's like that's just scum so did you see what happened in in minnesota last night have you first of all have you seen the body camera footage yet i have so the body camera footage just came out a little while ago And it looks like what happened was the police officer mistook his Glock handgun for his taser. That's, that's what, that's the narrative that's emerging, which if that's the case, it is tragic, absolutely tragic that that happened. Um, it's a mistake that cops make, doesn't make it, make it right. It's tragic. Um, we're also learning more about the man who was killed that he had, he might've had a warrant out for his arrest. Um, he posed with guns and, and money flashing gang signs. Um, we actually do have some images. Look, go up, go ahead and put up image two. This is the image floating around for Dante Wright. Um, do we have that, Mr. Brucer? So he's putting up a gang sign, and you see right there on the bottom, on, on that step, there's a handgun. So I don't know anything about him. There's lots of, of pictures on the Internet making the rounds of him flashing money, flashing guns, flashing gang signs. Don't know a whole lot about him. There's rumors that there might have been a a warrant, um, but it looks like we can play it or, or we don't have to. It looks like the officer mistook his his sidearm for his taser, which it, it's it's something that you you let's say could never happen. Okay, we, so we'll have to go to my screen to do it. Um, it's something that we say can never happen, and we won't have audio if we play it on my screen. But we should be able to watch it. So let's go to my screen, Mister Producer, and uh, and and go through it. Huh? Is it gonna load? here you go so you can see the cops are at the door um they're arresting him trying to at least look at here advertisement so warning this is probably going to get pretty graphic in a second just heads up um so he then tries to escape and it looks like the officer right here grabs his handgun instead of his taser that's that's the narrative that's emerging. There's no reason to shoot someone like that. Um, even someone trying to flee, you, you go for a taser. The, the, we can go ahead and take it down. The narrative that's emerging is that he mistook his handgun for his taser. Now, maybe he didn't. Maybe he meant to shoot him. Maybe he feared for his life. I don't know. Uh, that doesn't look, even if the guy was trying to flee, that doesn't look like a situation where any cop should just be firing bullets into someone's body that close. Especially when you can see that they all have non-lethal options available to them. Now, that who knows? He could have been lunging into the car for a gun. Lots of things could be going through an officer's head. But uh, this is not one of those cut and dry cases that we've been able to go through on the podcast in the past. With that said, nothing justifies this. Let's cut Mr. Producer to cut number seven. This is... That's up that's up time to put the gear so we can in. cut it there have been times in my life where i've been so angry so frustrated i probably would have really enjoyed jumping on a car or a cop car like that what sets us apart joe is that we understand that that is not uh, a, a way a reasonable way to express your opinions right with these kids anytime there's something like this that happens, they use that as an excuse to destroy as much as possible, to loot as many stores. We have a we have a, a bunch of cuts of, of looting that we'll show in a little bit. It's just e- even with that shoot that is obviously not as clean as some of the other ones, none of that justifies what we saw in Minnesota last night.
1: Well, I want th- to I want to say something really quick. You're not going to like it. Some of our listeners aren't going to like it, right? If you are in your house and you think you are using a fork and you stab someone with it in your home, but you have a knife and you stabbed him with a knife, you're in trouble for stabbing him with a knife. Well, I meant to use a fork. It doesn't matter. So I want to be really clear that there's no justification for it. There's no, in my opinion, then you lack training. You lack training. If you if you mistakenly grab your gun and you think it's your taser, right? I'm sorry, but there are consequences for that behavior. Oh, there are. Right? There and those are. consequences can be criminal. They can be civil. You don't just get to say, "Oops, it was a mistake." See, there was a thing back in the in the early or late um uh 2010, 2007, 2008, one of those where they were chasing someone in Los Angeles, in LA, right? They saw a car that looked like a suspect vehicle. They opened fire on it and literally wiped out an entire family. The police did because a police officer, I guess, was shot in the in another crime somewhere else. So they just unleashed bullets in there, paralyzed oh, yeah. one of them, Absolutely. wiped out an entire family. That, yeah. So let me tell you, police do not get a free pass. Police do not get to say we're, we're creating our own company Right? They, they put up things at, at intersections uh, for red light cameras right, to make money. It doesn't slow anybody down. It doesn't do anything. It creates revenue. Right? And they said, well, it's a deterrent. And every time they come down to it, every time they come down to doing the studies, the studies come back the same way, that it's not doing anything. They, they shouldn't have the ability to say, you need to have three DUIs tonight. You need to have this because they're creating revenue on our backs. It doesn't mean that don't back the blue. It just means the fundamental reason why the police are what the police are is being lost in this search for dollars and this search for revenue because their budget is set up in such a way that we have to punish people in society, that we have to punish them. And as we punish them, people get to uh, we get to actually fund police officers and having the things that we need as police officers. It's fundamentally flawed. It's allowed everything else to kind of creep into it. We got to call spade a spade. We got to call, we got to call it what it is. He made a mistake. He should be held responsible. Now jumping up and down on, on police cars. You know what that is? That is, ah, they'll get it out of their system. They'll go back to doing things as normal. We'll get back to normal. They're hoping that the boiling comes down. It's not going to come down because what the police don't realize and what the leadership doesn't realize is the media now are playing a part in it of the division. They're playing a part in it. So you don't get to bring it back down. They get to justify their actions. Jumping on top of a police car. Man, let me tell you something. When I was a kid, growing up, you jump on a police car, you're getting beat. You're going to get a beating, which is why people didn't grow up jumping on police cars and why people my age are actually more respectful of the police. Now, it doesn't mean that I don't have angst and fear because where I grew up, man, we ran from the police. If, if 5-0 was ever even said, if the word 5-0 was there, man, people scattered. And not because they weren't afraid. They just knew that one of two things would happen. Somebody was going to get in trouble because it didn't matter what truth was. And there was no accountability. Now we're yeah. at the age where people want accountability, but they're using that accountability as a tool against us, a weapon against our society. So I can't, I can't, the, the one police officer should be held accountable. There should be consequences for his action. I'm sorry that you picked up a gun, and thought it was a taser, but you did that. And now you have to pay the consequences, just like everyone else in society. But you have yeah. police unions and everyone else that want to stop that from happening. Just hold people accountable for what they do wrong and to be simple, right? But the other side is, is that those kids that are jumping on police cars and causing all the havoc in a neighborhood, terrorizing people, nah. Yeah. Lock, Pull up the paddy wagons, put them all in it, give them two years, take away their ability to do anything for a couple of years. They'll cool down because you don't get so to do that.
0: I, I, I agree with you cop shouldn't have shot him. Apparently the cop shot him once and it was a female cop. Not that that matters. Girls are just as capable as boys. Uh, female cop yelled. We couldn't hear her in the video, but she yelled taser taser and then drew her gun. And then you can hear her say, oh, shoot. But she didn't say shoot. Oh, shoot. I just shot him. What I just read is that the warrant that he had out for his arrest was for gross misdemeanor of carrying a pistol without a permit. So I don't know what's going through the officer's head, but they knew that he had that warrant out for illegally carrying a gun. They knew that. I'm not justifying what that officer did, but if you're walking up to someone who you know is wanted for another crime of illegally carrying a gun and he tries to evade a lawful arrest and jumps back into his car, I could understand in the heat of the moment where a police officer would legitimately fear that he might be going for a gun. Now, that doesn't justify her pulling the gun instead of the taser, but when you're trying to arrest someone for illegally carrying a gun, and he jumps in his car and starts fiddling with stuff, it is a legitimate fear to have that he's going to try and kill you, which is why they deployed. She meant, at least, she meant to deploy the taser. You can't just deploy a taser for someone jumping in a car, but if they actually believed, which would be legitimate in, the ca- in his case, that he could be going for a gun then yeah you have the right to deploy force to stop him
1: then then you should have shot him then then here's the thing that should happen it's really simple here's the thing that should happen i mean obviously they apprehended him right he's dead oh he did die he's I didn't dead know that. yeah
0: i believe so i mean let me make sure i believe he's dead um let me look it up i don't wanna i don't want to pronounce him dead if he isn't um but i believe that he they found him a couple blocks later um yeah he was he was murdered uh with that he was killed they're calling it murder um yeah no all i'm saying is that the the argument to be had as as wrong as that police officer was to pull the wrong weapon considering the fact that they knew he is someone who carries an illegal gun and he just jumped out of their custody and jumped into a vehicle. There's a little bit more there than they just killed someone who didn't deserve it. I mean, what happened to him is horrible. But again, this is one of those things where he's still alive today. If he didn't try and flee an officer, not saying that deserves to be a death sentence, right? It doesn't. Well, I mean, unless the officer believed that he was going to go run people over, it shouldn't be a death sentence in and of itself. But all of these shootings, even when the police make mistakes, they, the police never should have been in that position. Right. When an officer is making a lawful arrest for an outstanding warrant on a traffic stop, that officer shouldn't be put in a position of having to use any force. Right. When they're putting the handcuffs on you, you just leave your hands there. You fight it. You fight it in court. Right. You don't flee. You try to flee. So, yes, he shouldn't have been killed that officer, if if it was a mistake, made a grave mistake. If that mistake was amplified by the knowledge that this is a guy who carries weapons and might be lunging for a weapon, that's a other kind of element to it, right? But at the end of the day, he would still be alive if he just let them put handcuffs on his wrist. He would. And, and, and that's where it's so frustrating because we'll show it in a second after I take this video down off my screen. This is what the governor of Minnesota said, put up my screen, Mr. Producer. This is Tim Waltz. I am closely monitoring the situation in Brooklyn Center. Gwen and I are praying for Dante Wright's family as our state mourns another life of a black man taken by law enforcement. Yeah. That's an interesting way to describe it. Again, not saying that he deserved to die, but when a police officer is forced to use any kind of force against a suspect trying to evade arrest who has a history of weapons charges i don't know, i don't think that this is a case where you lump it in to oh he was just shot because he's black i think that there are obvious mitigating circumstances here
1: well but but that doesn't matter the left are liars right the left are going to say and do everything they can in order to create division and opportunity for themselves to justify acting like sorry you're going to have to bleep that one <laughs> That's the make point. the note, Josh. But uh, yeah. the point, the point, the point that we are that w- that we're at right now, is that it, it, truth doesn't matter, but we act like it does. Yeah. So we let it stop us from actually going towards truth. Let let it stop us from speaking truth. Right. Oh, they might call me a racist. Oh, they might. No, look, I, I will tell you that I said the same thing many moons ago about my brother. I had to come to grips with it. Our brother made decisions that caused him to be involved in a process that ended him being murdered by a police officer. He, this kid did the same thing, right? Now, taser or no taser, you know, do, do I think that, do I think that they should let him go? No, I think I think that there's a couple things that should have happened. One, turn the car off, put the keys right on the dash, do whatever, you, you already took him out of the car, someone else should have done something. There's plenty of police officers around, right? But. But would I have done it that way? No, I would have done it differently. But are, are people being taught to fight against the police because they think they might get $10 million or $20 million? Yeah, that's what they're being taught. They're being taught that, hey, maybe I get shot, but I'll end up getting paid. I've seen it on blog posts and people on TV. Ah, I get shot, hopefully I don't die, but I'm gonna get paid. People are gonna know my name. For what? For what? We are letting so- evil rule our streets.
0: So apparently he was on the phone with his mom at the time because he didn't have insurance and his mom was on the phone and he was asking her where the insurance is. So this went from being a very normal, a a very normal traffic stop to the cops. I mean, the escalating circumstances wasn't that they pulled him over and they immediately started like strong arming him because he's black. This was they pulled him over for a normal traffic stop. He didn't have his insurance on him, called his mom, asked for the insurance. The cops then ran his license, I presume, realized that he had outstanding warrants for weapons crimes and said, you know what? We're not going to let this guy just sit in his car. We're going to put him in cuffs until we figure this out. It went downhill. It's obvious that this went downhill. But what we're seeing in Minnesota is is rioting, looting that's devoid from any kind of rational discussion about what happened. And this is a supercut. We're going to play a supercut of just a, a couple of different stores that got hit last night. Because whenever one of these things happen, it's everyone Everyone wants a new TV, they want new Jordans. We'll play a little bit of this. Someone actually looted uh, Little Caesar's Pizza. It's like they were going for the crazy bread. I don't know. I don't know what they were doing. But let's go ahead and play this. This is the Supercut, play Cut 8. Oh. They're literally just grabbing whatever they can. Look at this. This shit is f- crazy. People are just stealing shit.
1: The They're
0: just taking. They're just taking whatever they want. This oh, is yeah, oh, yeah, insanity. Oh, yeah. All right, let's cut it. Cut it right there. And, and we'll play this one. I want to get your take on this one, Joe. This is them running into the Little Caesars. And yeah, viewer discretion advised. The people who take this video have some choice words for this. Um, let's play Cut 99, cut 9. I want to get your take on this, Joe. Oh, s. Oh, s. Into Little Caesars.
1: <laughs>
0: Little Caesars, what the f- bro? Some pizza, Oh, They here for the pizza? Oh, yeah. I got it. Look, somebody <laughs> about to pick up the dump. It's kind of funny when he's like, "Oh man, they're here for the pizza." I mean, it's what, what are they stealing? They're stealing cold pizzas, cold cheesy bread. Uh, when you when you start raiding and looting the the after hours Little Caesars, that's where it just this is insanity. Sure, I understand you need a new TV; it's illegal. But I understand the impulse. I don't understand the impulse of of looting a Little Caesars and and trying to steal some frozen pizzas.
1: That's not what struck me in this. Actually, what what, you? I, what what I thought about this is unintended consequences. What I thought about this is that never once in the comments of what they were saying did they say, this is so wrong. They didn't think about the people that work at that Little Caesars Pizza, that tomorrow maybe be a single mom or a single dad or having to work and having to show up and then saying, I don't have a job for you, knowing that they can't feed their kids. And let me tell you what the unintended consequences of that is because unemployment's so high, because they've done everything to destroy our society And they have done everything they can to destroy our society. I want you to think about what happens next. That mom who can't feed their kids, right? Can't feed her kids. Got to have to go home. Can't pay their rent, right? Now has to go and try to get on unemployment. Has to go do something in order to get subsistence. Oh, but you know what? That's backed up four, six, eight, 10 weeks too. How do I know that? because I've seen it happen with family members. I told you, I grew up poor. I grew up in a place where not everyone in my family has had opportunity. So then you have another six weeks can't feed your family. So then this woman who's a single mom turns to whatever means she can have to actually take care of her family. So what does she start doing? She starts dancing, which is fine. She starts prostituting. She starts getting involved in and being exploited by someone else and selling herself in order to support her kids. What started out as, hey, look, I'm going to be in the grind. I'm going to try and work my way up. Maybe she's going to school, stops doing that. See, nobody actually looks at the situation for what it is. They just look at it as to what what can they take from someone else? What can they take? What are they entitled to? When I look at it, I look at the fact that we are creating and feeding the evil in our society. And they know it. And this is why it's so important when I talk about education, when I talk about faith, when I talk about commerce, businesses standing up for themselves. Oh, and then I forgot to tell you in the middle of all that, if you were a business owner and you were inside there with a shotgun and you shot someone that walked through that door, you would go to jail as they yeah. stole from you. Yeah. So that's what I see, Max. I see something and it, it, it. none of it is funny to me. None of it. I don't care if it's pizza or anybody else. It's not funny. There's no humor in it. And there's no humor in it because it tells you how far our society is degraded in Democrat controlled environments. And that's what we're dealing with. We have massive, massive, massive issues in every part of our society because of Democrats. And if you're a Democrat,
0: go ahead. You want to see something even more messed up? They looted the store and then they got hungry. So they all went to buy food at Taco Bell but the McDonald's across the street was being looted. So I want to put this up, put up my screen. We're not gonna be able to hear any of the audio, but this is video of the looters getting Taco Bell. And then you see across the street that's happening. So there's like a weird juxtaposition of like, there all this chaos. But then when they get done breaking all the windows and destroying all the stores, they just go and get Taco Bell. because they need to like, they need to fuel up to hit more stores. It's so strange. I mean, this is not normal in any way, shape or form, but it's, I I don't know. It's just that video of just seeing people just waiting in line for Taco Bell in between looting stores. I, I, I don't understand how we get to this. I don't understand how one person dies and it's just everyone believes that they're just entitled to everything. And yeah, as you said, all those stores that get destroyed, those people don't have jobs. I mean, yeah, they're going to be probably paid clean up if the owner even has anything to pay them. Right. But many of them are just not going to have a job anymore. Imagine, right? McDonald's is destroyed.
1: Imagine actually going to work there and other people going, well, I'm not going to work there because if something else happens, they are just going to destroy that. Look at. Yeah, we, we are letting fascism become a part of our society. We're, we're actually letting it happen, right? We're not standing up for what's right. We're standing up for what's wrong. This is everything that's wrong with our society. These kids need to get a beating. They need to get their ta- tail kicked. That's what they need. They need a little Jesus in their life and they need, they need a whooping. And frankly, yeah. the, the police are compromised, not because of the police, but because of the unions. Like, we, we, don't, we never trace everything through the process and say, what's really causing them to lie? Why can't we just tell the truth? No, it's a narrative. See, it's CYA, not accountability. <laughs> that, that's what it should be, but it's not. And the reason why it's not is because we continue to allow this evil to fester in our society, and we don't push down on it. Like I said with, with uh, uh, Pastor Pulowski, I said very simply, muslims are allowed to go preach and meet and do everything else but christians aren't let's call it what it is it's not an attack on religion it's an attack on christians and then people say to me oh joe i saw one comment before it's like not very christian of you joe no it's actually really christian of me how i speak is actually christian holding people accountable is christian not being a derelict in our society yep that's christian as well you wanna make it bad? People say, this clown Coomer calls me a right wing conspiracy theorist and then expects me not to tell truth when he actually puts it in his deal to try and dox me and harm my family. So then I call him out and his lawyer calls us saying, I can't believe you put that in the response. People were calling us asking if, it's, if he's a, a drug addict and I can't believe you would write that inside of the response to Coomer of a, a motion to dismiss. Yeah. And even if it is true, it has nothing to do with your response. It has everything to do with our response. Yet we're not allowed to speak truth. Truth no longer matters to these people on the left.
0: Well, they've so, dehumanized you, and they expect you to treat them better than they've ever. Not they will ever treat going
1: you. to do it. Not going to do it. I'm going to keep speaking truth, and I don't care what the consequences are. What do I care? What do I care? Yeah. For those so, of, you of you don't
0: Arthur know, mm-hmm. Arthur Pavlovsky, Arthur Pavlovsky mentioned it. He he mentioned the Gestapo, the brown shirts in Germany there was there was a very important moment in the escalation of anti-jewish sentiment it was called Kristallnacht the night of broken glass and that's when Hitler's people went around and they broke all the glass of Jewish owned stores they weren't breaking the glass just because they like breaking things they wanted to cause pain to one group of people who they didn't they they believe were hurting society I think and I'm not calling these people Nazis these looters I think that there is a similar mindset here. They are not just breaking things because they want to break things. They are targeting not an ethno-religious class, but they're targeting um, an economic class, store owners, shopkeepers, right? They, They are going after big businesses who they believe owe them something or are taking out of their community, when in reality, they're the ones providing the jobs, providing the food, The goods for the community, these these companies pull out these communities have nothing. Right. So at the risk of of being canceled for comparing anything to to Nazism, I I do think it's important to look at this looting and understand that there is a personal element here. They are destroying stores and shops who are owned by a class of people they hate. They hate because they have been brainwashed and taught to believe that any business owner the reason you're poor is cuz the business owner doesn't pay you enough. Right? So yeah, they they probably aren't looking at McDonald's or or uh Little Caesars the way you are, Joe, that this is their job. They're probably looking at this and say, "Hey, you know what? They really should be paying me $15 an hour, not 10." Yeah. These, these greedy these greedy mf'ers, they deserve this. And all I'm saying is that is very eerily similar to the classist disdain, right? The ethno-religious disdain that we saw in in Hitler's rise to power, pitting them against the other, the the one group of people that is in charge of putting them down. That if it wasn't for them, you'd have a good life. Well, then all you have to do is snap your finger, and they go and and they take them out. So I don't think that we're at a point, but as Arthur Pavlovsky said, it is a slow creep towards total totalitarianism, total despotism, it is a slow creep towards genocide. And when you start seeing things around you that are eerily similar, you have to call it out because all that is necessary for the triumph of this evil is for good men, and I'll say good women, to do nothing.
1: At some point, at some point, we have to be willing to speak truth regardless of the consequences. And when we talk about the the moral depravity that we have in our in our society, it's hard to ignore Reality, while justifying the behavior of these people, right? They wanna call it the white devil. They wanna create this this deal. And then what people don't understand is that they're gonna eat all of you. <laughs> this entire system will leave very few at the top left. While you become mules, whether you're black, white, green, yellow, purple, with web feet, doesn't matter. You will become the victims of this this servitude or slave mentality that they're creating in our society so if you don't speak up now it doesn't matter if you can sleep another day or speak another day or have a job the ne- another day none of that makes a difference none of it makes a difference you're fooling yourself into believing that this society can sustain itself you have you have uh, pastor pavlovsky that that literally said he said very clearly that he had to chase them out calling them nazis in the gestapo He had to chase him out. He wasn't in the United States. He was in Canada. He was in Canada. We we are dealing with something that is much greater than just United States. We're allowing this infection to infect us. First it infected Canada, then it infected the United States. It's a cancer that grows. Leftist radicals, that terroristic material that they call, that they put out there, this indoctrination from these terrorist radical leftists, and that's what they are. They're terrorists has infected our society. It seeped into our borders. And now you got people coming up from the south. You have federal employees that are being told, I don't know if you saw this, Max, they're being told, we'll give you paid leave to go down and help bring people into the United States. They are destroying our country, and at some point you're gonna have to realize that that's what they're doing, and you're gonna have to just stop it, just stop it. Just be like, all right, hey, I need 100,000 people just like me to go down to the border. You can't do it. Hey, we're here to support border control, border patrol. Right? And watch how quickly Biden turns against it. Why? Because they're pedophiles. They they want to actually let this pedophilia, these rapists come into this country. That's what they want. Oh, but they're poor children. These children are being used as pawns, killed, left in the middle of nowhere like that little child saying, I was with a bunch of people and then they just left me to die in the middle of the desert. This is truth, guys. This is what truth looks like. It's not convenient, is it? While you sit on your couch or check on your phone or listen to us, I'm going to tell you right now, it's not what I have to say. What we have to say is not convenient. It's not going to make you feel good. You're not going to walk away from this and say, we got it all figured out. I'm going to challenge you every single day to know what the laws are, know what the rules are, hold people accountable, push towards election integrity, which by the way, we still have to do and do the things that are necessary. But if you're not willing to do it, then I can't help you. We could bring a 1,000 people on this show to talk about their experiences and the fact they're standing up. But if you're doing this, good for you. I gotta go eat a cheeseburger. If you're not willing to stand up because you're afraid of the bloody lip or to lose your life, I can't help you. I can't help you. I'm gonna continue to fight. I lost my job already, it's fun. Yeah,
0: it's a. Did you see what happened in Portland? I don't don't want to change the subject too much, but we were going to talk about Portland today. But Portland got overshadowed by Minnesota. They tried to burn down an ice facility like legitimately this is a government facility. They tried to burn it down. With people inside. That would have been our topic today if it wasn't for Minnesota happening last night. Real quick, let's play a little bit of this. Cut number 10. Inside. And it tried to burn the building down with them inside of it. And you can see they wrote there, F ice. That is insurrection. When you take it down, but as you remember, that that isn't technically domestic terrorism under Biden because Merrick Garland
1: said this part. when he was
0: being, you know, when he, he said this when he was on the hot seat, play cut 12.
1: An attempt to uh, disrupt uh, democratic processes. So an attack on a, uh, uh, a courthouse while in operation, uh, trying to prevent judges from actually deciding cases that plainly is, um, domestic, uh, um, uh, extremism, um, um, um uh, domestic uh, terrorism, um, an attack simply on a government property at night or any other kind of circumstances is a clear crime and a serious one and should be punished. I don't mean, I don't know enough about the facts of the example you're talking about, but that's where I, I draw the line. One, one is both are, uh, criminal. Um, uh, but one is uh, a core attack on our democratic institutions.
0: So criminal, but not terrorism, because the sun was already down. So you wonder why they do this. You wonder why they loot like this. You wonder why they try and burn an ice building down after sundown. It's because they have tacit admission from the Biden administration, that they will not be charged with the, the gravity of their crimes they will not they will not throw the book at them because that was after business hours that's that's after every, almost everyone went home doesn't matter if there's a few people inside that you just tried to murder it, it's not open to the public during business hours so therefore it's not terrorism and we're going to see a lot more of this this is this is not the end this is the, not even the beginning of the beginning we're going to see a lot of this and if the biden administration doesn't start cracking down on this it's only going to get worse we're not even in summer and we're already having looting like imagine what's going to happen when Chauvin is is they, they find him not guilty, which unless something else comes out during the defense, I don't think they've met the burden of proving him guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. If this is what they did in Minnesota last night, just over someone getting shot, imagine what's going to happen when he's declared not guilty. I'll give you the well, final word, Joe, as we wrap up.
1: Well, I'm going to tell you, this is not my final word, but it's my final word before my final word, and that is the National Guard has been – has been um, uh, uh, deployed to Minneapolis, right? And for those of you that are listening, that are, if you're listening, that are looters, I'm here to tell you, the National Guard is not the police force. They don't play. So if you think the National Guard's gonna show up and be really nice to you, these people have been trained for war. So before you decide that you're gonna go out there and You're going to take on the National Guard. Just understand this. The National Guard, their job is to protect this country from terrorists and threats, both foreign and domestic. They can be deployed overseas. They can be deployed in the United States. That is truth. Now, if you think they're going to show up in Minneapolis and let you just tear up buildings and things like that, that won't happen. They will kick your teeth in. And guess what? They won't think twice about it. They will zip tie you and tie you up, hog tie you like a, like a piece of cattle. And they'd be justified in doing it because they are there to keep the peace. So I'm, I, I actually am looking forward to the National Guard being deployed there because I think that at some point they're going to be able to hold people accountable. And those people don't care. And by the way, if you go outside of Minneapolis, they're not all a bunch of leftist radicals. And if you wanna know who actually signs up to join the National Guard, it's people outside. It's people outside the Minneapolis area. Many of them are from areas that are farm towns, have been in in the US for multiple generations. And you think you're gonna pull that stuff? Uh Uh-uh, no, you won't pull that stuff with them. And I will gladly say, hey, listen, they did what they had to do in order to stop you clowns from destroying people's lives. So that's all i have to say about that and, I, and man i think that you put the national guard in all these different cities you let them kick a couple teeth in arrest people charge them charge them for 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 the things that they're doing in our country to terrorize the other 329 million people that are in our country this is a small group guys this is a couple hundred people a couple thousand people this is not representative of our country this is us watching it happen as if this snapshot in time represents everything across our United States. It's not. It doesn't represent who we are. It doesn't. But like the pastor said, 99% of the people that even go to church, 99% of them are not doing God's work. You're not actually standing up to the test, right? You were you were born in this these end days. Call it what you want, end days. I mean, that means you're, you get to take another breath for how long? But you have to decide whether or not you're actually going to be a Christian. What does it mean to be a Christian? And, fr- and frankly, sometimes you have to turn over, I'm not Jesus, I'm nowhere near him. But sometimes you have to turn over the tables and have righteous anger and stand up and hold people accountable. Bring that word back. Make that word really popular. Accountability. Consequences. Well, that's another word. Really good word. And stop this madness. So, I, I will tell you, Max. I'm, I am, I am fired up. But I'll just give give them a couple an update. I'm working on the crowdfunding thing. It should be this week or next week. I know we've been waiting a long time to kind of get this launched. I wanted to make sure we had the one side of it actually handled before we actually did the crowdfunding. I've got that solidified, and frankly, it's just a lot of work to make sure that we stay within the rules of uh, the government mandates and rules that they have on the financial systems. And I've done that. So uh, the other thing is, is that I did have a pretty big scare on Friday, Thursday night. Um, I got this chest pain, it's caused by COVID and uh, uh, pleurisy.
0: So I had a- is, is, that, is that actually what they said? It's caused, caused by COVID or is it just everything's caused by
1: COVID? Um, I don't know. All I know is that uh, pleurisy, my lungs swelled up. And it felt like I was having a heart attack. I spent the day, I spent several days actually dealing with doctors and hospitals and It was a fun deal. It, it, uh, the pain was unbelievable, but it was the right side of my chest. So at that point, uh, you know, my wife said, hey, listen, do you want to go to the, or I said, I woke her up and said, hey, look, you need to take me to the ER. She goes, you sure you want to go? And I was like, absolutely. I I could barely breathe, had massive amounts of pressure, just stuff that you don't want to go through. And uh, I get to the, I get to the ER. They give me a bunch of stuff. They tried to give me fentanyl. They gave me toradol, and they tried to give me fentanyl. And I was like, "Yeah, we're gonna give you toradol and fentanyl." I was like, "You're not giving me fentanyl. <laughs> yeah, nah. Not not even a little bit." They're like, "Well, mm-hmm. it 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 just bring down the pain." I was like, I'll, "I'll keep the pain. You're not giving me that. I don't do narcotics. Yeah, no. Nah, don't don't touch that." But so the, the interesting part about this, the interesting part about this is that, you know, I didn't, I, I still didn't have fear. My, my wife even said it to me. She goes, you, "You know, you're just, you didn't have any fear. You weren't." You weren't like oh my gosh i'm having a heart attack i was like look let's go to the hospital you know why i didn't have fear because the bible says don't ha- fear not i don't have any fear i don't i'm willing to take the sacrifice and so my last words are do a neck up checkup figure out what you're willing to do we started an organization called FEC united become a member there help us you know, there's a donate button hit the donate button help us get this message out there become an ambassador to the messages that we're pushing out there that are unpopular among these leftist radicals. Do things to stand up. Do things to show people that you're not a part of the sheep. Talk about God. Talk about Jesus. Push your pastors. Push them to stop being wussies and stand and having them stand up for what this, this country stands for. Not even just this country. If you're listening in Canada, we, we get calls from people in different countries. Switzerland. I got one from a guy in Switzerland. He goes, man, we've, we've been falling down this path for a long time. Stand up. Talk to your pastors. Hold them accountable. And if by the way, if they're entertainers, find a new church. Make, make a church so packed because they're actually standing up for what's right and pushing people to say the word no while stay, saying yes to bringing bringing God back to your community, do that. But stop thinking that you could sit on the sidelines. Dr. Martin Luther King wasn't talking just about the churches. He was talking about the people that go to church. He was talking about you. What are you willing to do? I know what I'm willing to do. I stepped away from a very, very lucrative career as a CEO of a company that I started so that I could talk to you, so I can actually have this message go out. And yeah, am I brash? Am I sometimes rude? Do I I fight with a little bit of anger? Yes, I do. Because if it wakes just one of you up, I did what was right. I I actually stood up for something. I have passion for you. Now we have to just push this down line. Make sure other people have that same passion. That's all I have. God is at the wheel. I hope you guys have a great day. And uh, Dr. said, I did not say that I could not get excited. He said, just go get excited. (laughs) <laughs> Be you, Joe. So uh, I'm just
0: shocked. I'm glad you're OK. Yeah, I, I'm I'm interested if it's really COVID or if it's just everything's caused by COVID. Um, with everything going on in the world, though, my final piece is I am shocked that taking Aunt Jemima off of the syrup box didn't stop all these riots. I was sure that was going to do it. No, I was sure that taking Aunt Jemima off of the pancake mix and off of the syrup would have tempered the inner cities and they wouldn't be looting the footlockers every time someone gets shot but unfortunately it's going to take more than just canceling aunt jemima unfortunately well that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast if you like this podcast if you like the interview that we did it was great interview please consider donating we have a donate link in the description consider joining our email newsletter helping the organization helping us grow helping us reach and get more interviews um, also, make sure you subscribe to the audio version of the podcast available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Podbean. Wow, I've had to say that a lot. It's completely memorized. Um, we go live Monday through Saturday, 2 p.m. Eastern. I promise there will be a podcast this Saturday. Didn't do one this previous weekend because it was my birthday, but we will have a history podcast on Saturday. And that goes live 2 p.m. Eastern. Facebook, DLive, and our platform, not on YouTube for another week. They denied the appeal because you're not even allowed to mention that aborted cell lines were any way involved in developing or testing the COVID-19 vaccines. Lots of links in the description. Make sure you check them out. That's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. And my name is Joe Altman. And remember, everyone, that the fight to take back our country isn't over yet. But the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together.